The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. If you want to run with the Game Changers, you're in the right place. Today's buzz, cloud. That's all I have to say, cloud. Hey, do you hear the one about three tech visionaries who met to gaze into the cloud? What do you think their experts' eyes discerned? We're going to find out. I have two guests on the first half today, two guests on the second. Very interesting new format. Let me tell you who's coming up on the first half, and I think you're going to want to stay tuned for the whole hour. This is amazing, unique, never heard elsewhere information your business needs for cloud 2014 first up i'm going to introduce a repeat guest here on coffee break with game changers and one of our good friends jeff kaplan is the managing director of think strategies the only strategic consulting firm focused entirely on the business implications of the transition of the tech industry from product centric to services driven solution model jeff kaplan happy new year how are you i'm great and good to be with you again Wonderful. I missed you. It's been way too long. Now, Jeff, you sent me the following quote, which is right on point here. I'm going to ask you to just talk a little bit before I introduce your talk partner for this half. So Jeff told me, in my view, the cloud computing marketplace will change rapidly in the coming year. Give me your top-down view, Jeff. What does this mean? Well, it's no longer about what is the cloud or why are we talking about it. It's about where, when, and how to take advantage of it. And the good news is there are a lot of different alternatives available to us to take advantage of. So we're going to talk about that during the next few minutes. Wonderful. And I know you have prepared a list of predictions. We're going to tackle your top four. We're going to tackle them with none other than Tim Minahan, Senior VP, Network Strategy and Chief Marketing Officer for Ariba, an SAP company. Tim is also a repeat guest, and we spoke recently on my predictions on steroids show. Tim Minahan, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks, Bonnie. It's good to be back. Wonderful. Back so soon. Delighted. I'm going to read just a sentence out of your opening comments here, and then we'll get started. So you told me, this is very interesting, Tim, businesses found religion in the cloud in 2013, and there's no doubt the cloud will become more prevalent in all aspects of the business and IT stack in 2014. In short, this year will go down as the year where business got smart about the cloud. Those are words to put on the side of a building or put on the side of a pillow, Tim. Explain to me a little bit before we get started. Yeah, absolutely, Bonnie. I, I think, uh, as Jeff indicated, the mindset around cloud has shifted. It's no longer uh, a trend, but a standard operating procedure. And as such, companies are not just looking at the cloud as a way for IT efficiencies, but actually to drive business value and innovation. 
Great. Thank you. And I just want to give a preview to our listeners. Tim will be joined in the second half after Jeff goes off to do whatever he does at Think Strategies. Tim will be joined by Jorge Garcia, Senior BI and Data Management Analyst at Tech Technology Evaluation Centers, who's also a return guest. And we'll have a whole different set of predictions for Tim and Jorge to discuss. So here we go. Join us for Cloudscapes 2014, A Perfect Storm. I am Bonnie D. Graham. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by... SAP. Let's get started. First up here, I'm going to ask Jeff Kaplan to talk about prediction number one, and then we'll have Tim Menahan's comments. Jeff, go. Well, it drills down on that previous point. Uh, we believe that enterprise decision makers will no longer debate whether cloud services are reliable or secure enough to handle corporate needs, but instead will aggressively pursue strategic cloud initiatives that will transform the way they operate to better compete in increasingly challenging uh, business environments. So, Tim, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. I, I agree with you. This is probably the year, uh, if you look at adoption in the past around the cloud, it really was about total cost of ownership benefits and IT efficiencies. Uh, but today, you know, increasingly savvy IT buyers are looking to the cloud in a more calculated way. They're demanding greater flexibility and choice in their cloud portfolio, and they're also looking to harness the power of the cloud to drive innovation and agility into the business to enable new processes and new insights that they couldn't do solely in an on-premise world. Jeff, any comments back? Go ahead, Jeff. Let's hear a little more. I absolutely agree. And what we're seeing is exactly the same kind of pattern. They start by looking for the cost efficiencies, but once they've been able to attain uh, certain uh, cost savings, the more important long-term and sustainable objective is one aimed at trying to transform their business, trying to find the new opportunities that are available because of the cloud, and look for ways in which they can better compete by adding greater value to the uh, products and services they're bringing to market, as well as creating new efficiencies in the way in which they deliver those services. Jeff Kaplan, I want to ask you for a second if you'd tell our listeners who may not be familiar with Think Strategies. I can't imagine anyone isn't at this point because you're everywhere. But Jeff, just tell us a little bit about how you derive your perspective. Where do these predictions come from? Well, I appreciate that, uh, Bonnie. Mm-hmm. And the fact is that the cloud has been my world for the past dozen years or so, even before we started calling it the cloud, when we were still referring to these kinds of services as being uh, utility computing or managed services or um, uh, application services being provided by third parties. The fact is that we've believed for a long time that there would be a shift in the market, one in which organizations took greater advantage of third-party services to achieve their business objectives. And the good news is that with technological advancements um, that have been born from the cloud and with the improved business models that are being provided by the various vendors of these cloud services, these services now represent very viable and attractive um, alternatives to the traditional way of acquiring and utilizing both technology and software. So we talk to uh, both enterprise decision makers, the service providers themselves, and a lot of folks in between who are a part of this rapidly growing uh, ecosystem of cloud um, solutions. Thank you very much. Tim, you want to give us a little background on you? I only gave a one-line bio, but I know people want to know if they haven't heard you before on Coffee Break Radio. What's your perspective overall? What are you coming from? Where? Yeah, certainly, Bonnie. And, and by way of introduction, very similar to Jeff, although from the vendor side of things, 
Uh, I've been engaged with the, with the cloud when it was back uh, in the days it was called SaaS or on-demand, probably 10 years now, uh, most, most recently as part of uh, Ariba and looking at the cloud as a multi-enterprise platform for collaboration between companies, and now as part of SAP, also driving uh, the, the other line of business cloud areas such as HR, uh, sales service and marketing, and finance. Good. Thank you very much, Tim. And now it's time for us to look at another prediction from Jeff Kaplan. Jeff, we're going to talk about ISVs and other tech vendors. Why don't you tell us what you see from the vantage point of Think Strategies? Well, given that the um, enterprise and even SMB uh, markets are becoming not only more receptive, but more interested in uh, uh, taking advantage of cloud alternatives, the fact is that ISVs and other technology vendors need to offer both public and private cloud solutions to respond to the varying needs of their corporate customers as they look at the um, new ways in which they're trying to take advantage of these services to achieve their competitive advantage, while at the same time uh, trying to ensure that they can gain a greater foothold in the marketplace. So the ISVs who do not offer a combination of public and private solutions, in our view, are going to be at a competitive disadvantage and could quickly lose a significant share of the marketplace if they don't provide those alternatives. Thank you. Tim Minahan, you're up. Comments? Yeah, absolutely. Today is all about having your cloud your way. So, you know, traditionally companies as well as ISVs have had the mindset that you're either on-premise or you're in the cloud and you can't be both. And that's no longer the case. The, you know, the beauty of the cloud is that it gives businesses the flexibility and choice they need to drive business outcomes rather than uh, just merely adopt technology. And uh, as, as Jeff said, ISVs need to respond to this. They need to be able to not just uh, deliver uh, the same old application capability in a different delivery model. They need to deliver cloud solutions that extend the capabilities of someone's existing on-premise investments to enable new processes, whether it's around social care or social selling or, or any other area, as well as they need to also provide a, a path for customers to be able to move some of their existing infrastructure to a private cloud environment uh, so that they can seriously have their cloud their way in a, in a level of security and comfort that they're they're familiar and comfortable with. Yeah, the way we refer to this is it's a location-independent approach to the cloud services that uh, companies want to take um, advantage of. Uh, By that, we mean that increasingly there are ways to deploy uh, cloud service capabilities behind the firewall and tether those to the mothership, if you will, of a cloud service provider in such a way that the uh, user of those services uh, can feel uh, greater assurance that they're not giving up up uh, the data that is so important to them. And, of course, in today's day and age where there's a lot of concern about um, um, surveillance and, and privacy and all the rest as a result of the scandal surrounding NSA, there is a growing um, interest in more private forms of cloud service delivery. And, uh, again, the good news is uh, technological advancements as well as um, new ways of delivering these services from a business model point of view are providing uh, customers with both public and private alternatives that weren't available just a year or so ago. 
Great input. I'm, I'm interested that you brought in that NSA comment, Jeff. We know it's in the news and we know it, it's coming in and out, but never going too far away from the headlines in recent months. So it, it is impacting the business viewpoint. Tim, any comment on that before we move on to the next one? Yeah, absolutely. A, uh, all cloud providers, whether on, you know public cloud or private cloud, need to take security very seriously. Uh, and I know the leading uh, cloud mm-hmm. providers, including SAP, uh, spend um, a majority of their time uh, ascribing to all of the global security standards, whether it's ISO um, or <clears throat> SAS 70 Type 2, um, Web Trust, PCI compliance, etc. In fact, many enterprises find that the cloud providers can deliver greater uh, security at scale than they could do on their own. And this is a very, very important component. And as it applies to, to NSA, uh, data location is also increasingly important. You know, for true global companies like SAP who have customers in every area of the globe, there are variations by region on where data needs to reside, how it needs to be handled, and uh, you need to make sure that you're selecting a cloud provider that can, can satisfy the needs of your company, not just um, in the States, but uh, all around the world. Absolutely. We are in a global economy, global marketplace. Thank you both. I think people will really appreciate that because it's it's lurking in their minds somewhere when we talk about security on the cloud. Jeff Kaplan, let's move to the third prediction. This one has to do with BI business intelligence. Talk to me, Jeff. Well, it has a lot to do with the previous point as well, and that is uh, mm-hmm. data. It's all about the data, especially in today's world where more and more data is being generated by uh, end-user devices as well as the services that we've been talking about, and it's having access to that data, which is what increasingly business decision makers are seeking. Uh, They want embedded BI within the services themselves, but they also want greater BI capabilities to be able to capture, collate, um, utilize, and share that data across their organization. So the prediction is that although business intelligence will be embedded into a widening array of business applications, a major cloud BI player will emerge from today's highly fragmented marketplace sometime in the next coming year or so. Hmm, interesting. Tim Minahan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks to the convergence of, of major technology shifts like cloud computing, but also mobility and social and business networks have really sparked an explosion of a new class of not just structured data, but unstructured data, text, tweets, blog posts, etc., of which companies are rushing to uh, to harness and glean uh, new insights from, whether it's you know, listening uh, for new prospective customers where they are and understanding when they are showing signals of, of buying, or whether it's listening to existing customers and being able to go out and engage them uh, and respond to their uh, their needs and issues uh, in a very public forum and in many cases even before uh, they know they might have a problem with the product or service they bought so you know this this whole idea of embedded BI and intelligence uh, has two components one is um, the ability to analyze a myriad of uh, potential outcomes and uh, assess a myriad of potential scenarios and strategies very quickly but also being able to aggregate new data sources, not just what's coming from within the four walls of your organization, but across a distributed network of peers, whether they be customers or partners or suppliers, and make the right and most informed business decisions in real time. 
And, you know, Tim, what we're also seeing and suggesting to our clients, both on the uh, enterprise side as well as the supply side, if you will, the ISVs themselves, is that the smart ISVs are going to embed uh, two kinds of BI into their um, solutions. Number one, BI that allows you to use the solution more effectively day-to-day. But, you know, um, most business executives or even uh, uh, operation managers usually ask two questions in sequence. The first question is, how am I doing based upon my behavior today versus yesterday? And then after that, they're asking, well, how do I uh, compare and contrast with my peers? And increasingly, uh, we're seeing smart ISVs and the buyers of their services uh, finding that that is the the uh, ultimate objective of these new services, that they can, in fact, obtain information about their day-to-day behavior and also obtain benchmark data about how they compare and contrast across the population of users of that same solution. Uh, Now, there's obviously some touchy questions about privacy and the rest, but the smart vendors are utilizing that information at a metadata level, Um, so all the private data is still uh, held um, in secret, if you will, Uh, but the users get the benefit of seeing real, uh, distinct data that they can act upon that can improve their operational efficiency um, as they take fuller advantage of those cloud-based solutions. Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. You know, I would go a step further. We've always viewed the cloud as not just a platform to delivering the same old application capability, but for a platform for the parties that share a given business process or activity. Uh, to share the underlying technology infrastructure. That does indeed allow you to glean those types of insights. So, for example, uh, within the Ariba customer base from the application side, there's over 3,000 some odd uh, customers that are actively participating in this benchmarking activity where we're tracking their um, their activity data and providing those types of benchmarks back to them, exactly like you said, so they know where they fit vis-a-vis their peer group um, yeah, at an aggregate level. But if you take it a step further to the business business network, which extends beyond the enterprise and connects you to your entire supply chain. So 1.4 million companies connected and transacting over half a trillion dollars worth of commerce. We're also enabling both buyers and sellers and even financial institutions to gain new insights into opportunities for discovering new potential business partners, being able to, as a, as a buyer, quickly find an alternative source of supply, or as a bank, being able to uh, mitigate some of the risk in lending to folks who are part of that network. So these are the types of embedded business intelligence that I think are going to not just help us do our existing activities smarter, but enable entirely new business activities that we couldn't conceive of before um, because we didn't have the information available to us in real time. Thank you, Tim and Jeff. We have one more prediction. My clock says we've got just about five minutes left to this segment. So let's see if we can tackle it. Jeff, I'm looking at your prediction that starts off with successful cloud solution providers will design their services to be delivered via mobile. Why don't you finish that quote, and then we'll see what Tim has to say. Yeah, and we actually uh, delved into this a little bit with Mm -hmm. that last um, uh, prediction. But uh, to your point, uh, Bonnie, uh, the, the key 
piece of the uh, prediction here is the mobile platform. That is, right. that we, we're going to talk about uh, taking advantage of the social networking capabilities, Tim, that you alluded to, the analytics that you and I were just discussing, and the, and the key performance indicators and benchmarks that are now uh, possible through the cloud-based um, analytic engines. Uh, when it really comes down to it, though, uh, we're all dependent on our mobile devices to both access information and distribute and share that information. So why don't we hone in on that point, Tim, um, the importance of the mobile platform as the key vehicle for our day-to-day -day work. Yeah, it is not hyperbole to say everything begins and ends with mobile. Uh, in, in today's, both our personal lives, um, whether we're shopping at the store and checking prices uh, online at that very moment, or in the business world, you know, uh, in being able to quickly respond or even detect uh, a change in customer pattern. This is only going to get even uh, more critical when you look at the emerging middle class of 5 billion consumers that are sprouting up in emerging markets. And guess what? They're all unwired and connected mm -hmm. in a mobile environment. They skipped the wire generation and went right to mobile. And so they expect to do their entire business process on a mobile device, not just parts of it. You know, from initial, we're a little actually behind the curve here in, uh, in North America when it comes to things like, uh, you know, managing everything from our health records to uh, digital payments all from our smartphones. That's where the world is going, and that's uh, absolutely what uh, businesses and ISVs need to be able to adapt their business models to support. And if you talk about generational trends, then my three boys who are now 24, 21, and 18 represent that new vanguard of mobile uh, beasts who don't know how <laughs> to open up a, um, a snail mail piece of mail. So uh, <laughs> you're absolutely right. As they enter the workforce, they're going to be driving this trend even further and faster uh, in the mobile direction. Right. Engagement in 140 characters or less. That's exactly right. And you can't have much of a conversation beyond that. Jeff, can we quote you on mobile beasts? I like that a lot. Haven't heard that one before. We've done a lot of shows on millennials recently, but nobody's characterized themselves that way. Could we do that as a as a Jeff Think Strategies buzz for 2014, the yeah, era of mobile be, beasts? Be happy to let you run with that. And if you want, we can, we can talk about it on the next um, episode of your um, of your broadcast. <laughs> We will. Jeff, I need you to wrap up. I've got two minutes till break before we say goodbye to you. And Tim Manahan goes head-to-head -head or side-by-side -side with Jorge Garcia from Tech. So, Jeff, why don't we have some closing words from you, and Tim will do his closing at the end of the show. Jeff? Well, it's been a pleasure, as always, to be a part of Thank this you. broadcast. It's always fun to engage with folks like Tim about uh, what's going on in the marketplace, and it's great to get his confirmation of some of the things we're seeing. We're very excited about what's happening in this um, in this cloud environment. Uh, the way we put it is the cloud is coming in our direction, the marketplace as well. And uh, we're pleased that we've been in the vanguard of trying to identify what these uh, trends mean from a business point of view. We think it's going to be an exciting year to come, and we're happy to be a part of it. Wonderful. Jeff Kaplan, Managing Director of Think Strategies. It is indeed always a pleasure to speak with you, Jeff. Great input, great insights. You're so articulate, and you go take care of your your uh, mobile beasts now and send them our regards. We're going to get them on the show one of these days. Tim Minahan, you're going to stick around with me after the break, and you're going to meet Jorge Garcia from Tech. Guess what? I'm still Bonnie D. Graham. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. In case you haven't guessed, our topic today is Cloudscape's 
2014. A perfect storm. The cloud is coming to you. We'll be right back after the break. You don't even want to think of touching that dial, that mouse, that app. Mike out. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network have you friended us on facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash world talk radio or search for the keywords world talk radio once you're a part of our facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings at the world talk radio network and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline just go to facebook.com forward slash world talk radio or search for world talk radio The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com we're making it easier to listen to the voice america talk radio network live wherever you go on iphone blackberry or android download it from the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market looking for exciting video content live and on demand visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else that's voiceamerica.tv tune in now voice america business network the bottom line in business You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Welcome back to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. This is Bonnie D. Graham. We just said goodbye to Jeff Kaplan, Managing Director of Think Strategies. I'm still having the privilege of talking to Tim Minahan, Senior VP, Network Strategy and Chief Marketing Officer for Ariba and SAP Company. And Tim will be joined in this half by Jorge Garcia. Tim, say hello first. How are you doing? You ready for another, another half with another person on Cloudscapes 2014, Tim? Yeah, Bonnie, I'm all warmed up and ready to go. Good. That's what I wanted to hear. Then let me welcome officially Jorge Garcia, Senior BI and Data Management Analyst at Tech. We just call it Tech because we know who they are, but in case you don't, it's Technology Evaluation Centers. And Jorge sent me the following quote. He's going to talk about this right after I finish. He says, in the age of analytics, as products and services become lighter, that's less physical, more digital, but you knew that, manufacturing and distribution costs, while still important, will be augmented with new metrics, the cost of no 
K-N-O-W, the flow of no and the cost of not knowing. That's a quote from Thornton May, IT Leadership Academy Futurist. Jorge Garcia, Happy New Year and welcome. How are you today? Oh, very good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for joining us. Talk to us just briefly about this quote from Thornton May. Very interesting. And then we'll get started with the predictions conversation. Go ahead, Well, Ray. Yes, well, basically the quote uh, is coming, be, um, it, it comes on handy with the, with the topic of cloud. Because I, uh, as a futurist, he, he detected that it would be very important in, in terms of the value or the value chain of a company, how much we know, how much we can do with, with, with knowledge. And this is what it's all about in terms of cloud. I, I heard the first segment, and somebody mentions that uh, it's now it's not important if you ha- are in the cloud or not, if you ha- have a public or private per se. And, and this is true. So now it's more important about about having the data and about having the knowledge instead, and, and not not so much on the te- not so much on technology. Thank you very much. Let's get started with predictions. Jorge Garcia, we have your prediction number one queued up. Why don't you introduce it, and then we can't wait to hear what Tim Minahan has to say. Jorge, go ahead, number one. Yeah, it's not a problem. I, I think that the, the evolution of technology in business uh, will push us out to what we call in a, in, in a couple of years uh, the platform era. I think we are going through what we call an ecosystem era, uh, which uh, means we are merging technologies. We are using software and business models and and change them to adapt better to the, to the world. And we are working and uh, uh, with them as intelligent components of a single platform. So I think that now it's it's kind of a, a technology transparency per se. And and we're talking about more into uh, uh, about um, ecosystem era in terms of uh, isolated platforms. So. I guess we will be running into an era where the ecosystem will be able to merge several components in business and technology. Okay, Tim Minahan, you're up. What say is you? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, because companies have, have really started to scrutinize the bigger picture IT environment, as Jorge just said, and not just drive towards – they're driving towards simplification across really all layers of the stack. So that means they'll not only look for broader cloud business process suites, but they'll also expect these applications to look and perform similarly and interact with one another seamlessly, you know, whether they're being accessed from a PC or a tablet or a smartphone. And, you know, as, as a result, you're going to see a shift as business functions like finance, IT, and others that begin to question the cost and risk and, and longevity of today's, if you will, potpourri cloud environment where there's a host of discrete and business process-specific applications that are really strung together through a series of, of loosely coupled integration. So instead, as, as Jorge says, the smarter companies are going to start to demand an application portfolio built on a common cloud platform, one that you unifies all their applications, their data and processes with a common data model, a reporting model, business layer, and, and, and user experience. And for from that standpoint, when you have these platforms emerge, you're going to begin to see an ecosystem build around it, companies that can begin to develop uh, process extensions or application extensions that work with the applications that reside on the core platform. Thank you, Tim. Jorge, any final comments on that prediction before we move on? Yes, I think that also an interesting uh, idea that I was uh, I was mingling about uh, a couple of uh, a couple of days ago was that uh, the idea of the 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 expert system 
this, this idea has come uh, uh, several years ago, and we know about the idea of having expert systems. I think that now is the time where we will be able to know what uh, an expert system really is, which means that system that helps you uh, assist you in business in your common life to achieve your goals. And I think that's, that's what we will be seeing in the future, in the near future. Thank you. Now, a question that comes up very often when we talk about major change is, what about IT? What are they going to do? What do we need them? Is their importance still valuable to a company? So, Jorge, I know you have a prediction regarding the future, or maybe right now the current role of IT as we move into the cloud future later this year as we're talking about. So go ahead, Jorge. What about IT? Yes, I think that the, the role of IT is changing already, and I think that uh, aside from thinking that IT is diminishing its importance, I think it's not, it's not like that. It's just changing its role. I think that uh, we will be seeing new uh, new roles for IT. They they will be in the need for for emerge and to adapt to new uh, marketplaces. And with the cloud, I think, and, and on-premise interaction, we will need, uh, we will need uh, different types of IT specialists, more business-savvy, more strategy-savvy. Uh, we, will, we will need to, to create those, uh, those positions for the, for the new paradigm in the cloud. So I think that IT is living a, a process of evolution. Okay. Tim Minahan, IT. Yeah, from an IT perspective, I... I, I completely agree with Jorge that the uh, the role of the chief information officer has to shift to become the chief innovation officer. Mm. IT, as more and more stuff moves to the cloud, IT is going to have to shift from implementing or uh, screwing technology in to helping the lines of business understand how they can leverage technology to drive innovation. And this becomes even more important as you look at the, the shift in buying power um, uh, that you know, if you look at this, some of the predictions from some analysts, line of business executives, so those in finance and marketing and procurement and HR and other areas, will be involved in 80% of all new IT investments and will function as the lead decision maker in more than half of those. So smart IT organizations will not only partner with these line of business teams, but they'll actually become more business savvy. They will be looked to to help be business process assemblers and shift that focus again from technology implementation and maintenance to one of business process assembly and innovation. I have a question for both of you. We talk about this changing role, this changing focus, and and what the preparation is to do this role well. Jorge and Tim, who wants to take this? Does this boil down or or dive down into education? Will you see different majors in college? Will you see different tech specialties, maybe in tech trade schools where people are being trained for IT jobs? Where will these people be trained to be ready for these new roles? Jorge and Tim? Well, I, I, I think I can take partially, and I, I, I hope that Tim can also address this, too. I think that uh, uh, some things are already happening in regards to that. Many big companies, many cloud providers are already trying to fill those gaps in college and try to do mm-hmm. some training. I still think we are a little bit behind the curve, but I, I guess uh, uh, if there, there are some really authentic efforts to uh, create that uh, that profile that uh, the industry will need. But I think we need to to improve those efforts to make it happen. Yeah, I would say that it's not. It's, you know, it's. I would build on that and say that 
no longer the case where you specialize in a particular area of business and business school. That doesn't mm-hmm. <laughs> include uh, yeah. the role of technology in it. So you know, the the business executive is no longer you know technology agnostic or. Um, uh, afraid of technology, it's a part, core part of business, and so that, that needs to be part of their regular curriculum. Secondly, I would just add uh, to the previous question around platforms. As we mm-hmm. move more to platforms, uh, there's more business process modeling tools uh, enabled on those platforms so that you don't necessarily need a full uh, data engineering degree to uh, add a new business process or create a new application. Uh, a lot of it is being done by WYSIWYG, you know, graphical uh, mm-hmm. drag-and-drop uh, process assemblers that, that can allow you to innovate at the business without necessarily needing an engineering degree to do it. Interesting point. Thank you both for taking my bonus question here. Jorge, let's get back on topic here or back on track. We're looking at your prediction number three, and I understand that something about a consolidation year for 2014. Tell me more, and then Tim will respond. Yes, I think I think that uh, I think we have three concepts that became uh, very uh, very hype in, in the last couple of years. One is well, of course, big data, cloud as well and in memory analytics. And I think that those three components, this and next year, will be uh, especially important to consolidate uh, many of the technology initiatives of companies that will, that, that will try to embrace uh, 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 huge changes in business and technology. So I, I, I think that those three concepts, again, big data and memory and cloud, uh, will be finally mixing together to again to to embrace this new platform ecosystem era. Uh, those those three are are main basic components of of this happening. Tim, I think the consolidation or convergence you're seeing here between cloud in memory and big data really reflects back to Jorge's previous prediction of expert systems. So much of our time over the past 40 years has been oriented around how do we automate our existing processes? How do we create that system of record and automate those paper documents? Well, now that we've done that, you know, businesses uh, through these new delivery models and uh, new capabilities are going to become more predictive as a result of this convergence. So companies will be empowered now to finally be able to harness these disruptive technologies of the day to see the future and proactively shape it to their advantage. So being able to detect uh, before a customer is actually in a buying mode when they might you might be able to position an offer to them. Being able to detect a problem that might occur in a given system and having uh, sending out the right software patch uh, in advance of uh, uh, the bug uh, affecting your, your, your overall software program. So really leveraging this convenience and agility of the cloud, the the connectivity and insights of of the social and business networks that we've talked about, and to Horowitz's point, the speed and power of of in-memory analytics to help businesses actually be able to predict the future and adapt um, and deliver the right response well in advance of a problem actually occurring. Thank you, Tim. Jorge, any closing remarks on that one before we move to the next prediction? Well, yes, I think we are, we are already seeing that, uh, and I don't want to mention names, but we, already, uh, we are already seeing companies, big software companies, acquiring, uh, 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 doing acquisitions of artificial intelligence and new technologies. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's something that we will start seeing uh, uh, quite, quite uh, commonly in, in, in the near future. 
Okay. Let's move to a different aspect of cloud adoption. I want to have Jorge Garcia at Tech, TEC, tell us about what it will do to the advantage of smaller companies, cloud and smaller businesses. What do you see coming down the pike or in the cloud this year, Jorge? Yes. Well, I think this is this is maybe one of the, 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 the or the one I like the most. And I think that uh, we are reaching a point where cloud adoption will enable smaller companies, smaller businesses to have access to more advanced uh, enterprise software applications. And I think that's a good thing. I think we are, I, I, hopefully cloud computing and, and, and all these technologies will enable smaller companies so, so, uh, to increase their, comp- their, their comp- competitiveness. And I think that in, in the near future we will see how uh, smaller companies will be accessing uh, an increasing number of, of advanced applications. And, and those will create ma- much noise to larger companies, and they will, they will be forced to evolve in a, in a different way. So I think that, that's a good thing for the market. Tim? Yeah, I, I, but I think it goes beyond enterprise applications for finance and trans, transactional processing. Really, the beauty of the cloud is that it provides companies of all sizes with a platform for innovation from which they can enable new processes and achieve new insights that allow them to run their business in an entirely new way, not just do things the same old way using a different delivery model. So the most innovative and disruptive businesses today are built on the cloud, right? So remember what Apple iTunes did to Tower Records or Amazon to Borders Books or Netflix to Blockbuster. You just list it off. And then think of these cloud businesses and then give some thought to what you think about new cloud businesses that are emerging and what they might do to core business-to-business environments, new payment upstarts like Square or, or crowdfunding mm-hmm. services like Kickstarter. You know, what, what are they going to do to your customer expectations and, and what pressures will they put on your business and, and how will you adapt? So I think the cloud really becomes this platform, not just for more efficient uh, scale of traditional enterprise application capabilities to small businesses, but a platform for complete business disruption in, in entire industry segments. And disruption is a good word in this context. Jorge, any closing remarks on that prediction before well, we tackle I the last one? More. I think that, again, it's, it's the uh, having uh, uh, innovation ability from, from smaller business, it's always going to be good for, for any marketplace. And I think that if we, if, uh, as companies have uh, the, the availability to, to get into those technologies and into new business models and to acquire that, that expertise, it, it's, it's going to be always good for any economic ecosystem. And I wanted to mention to both of you that we are now heard in at least 93 countries here on Coffee Break with Game Changers. We have a themed edition called Startup Focus, and you know where I'm going with this one. And it's very important for our listeners to know that we address business issues, business challenges, and business solutions for all size companies. So I particularly appreciate your talking about the benefits of cloud to smaller companies, Jorge and Tim Minahan. I know that, that, that our listeners in startups and all the way up through the lower end end of the SME or SMB stack, if you will, would will appreciate that a lot. That's good news for them. Get disruptive. Use the cloud. Now, let's move to our final prediction, and I think we, we still have about seven minutes left, so there's no rush. The prediction has to do with increasing intelligence capability about analytics. Jorge, tell us what you see for your last prediction, please. Yes, I think this is, this is connected to the previous one. And what I see is an increase 
on the intelligent capability of the cloud. And what I'm saying basically is the incorporation or the commodity of having analytics uh, and, and, and a perversive way. So innovation, as, as Tim mentioned, comes uh, in the cloud, in on-premise solutions. It, it, it's pervasive all over the software. And I think that assimilation of analytics, it will be changing the way we conduct business in many ways. And also, of course, improving decision support capabilities. Uh, this means, as, as, as and the panel was mentioned, the ability to predict, the ability to uh, compete, and the ability to gain knowledge in, in, in many ways. And I think that's going to be that's going to be also a, a game changing in, in the cloud for for at least the next couple uh, the next couple of years. Tim Minahan. Yeah, I might go. I might go a bit further and be a, a mm -hmm. bit more controversial here on on, on that Please. front. Right, definitely the cloud, the convergence of cloud and mobility and analytics has, has an, entered in a new era, you know, of of real time for a new era of efficiency, and it's brought certainly new heights to, for decision making, as Jorge said. But it's it's rapidly becoming clear that business is moving even faster. And you might even argue that real time is, is no longer enough. So, you know, knowing that a, a key manufacturing site just caught fire and you'll be unable to meet orders this holiday season is, is probably knowing that a bit too late. Or, yeah. you know, uncovering a customer account has just diverted their business to a, a competitor is, you know, is absolutely unacceptable. So in today's, you know, fast-paced and, and resource-constrained world, Companies need to be able to see around corners, to predict future events and risk and market changes, mm -hmm. to quickly assess a myriad of potential response scenarios and select the right ones for success. And then most importantly, and this is where the cloud comes in, have the agility to adapt and innovate their business processes quickly to act on those changing market dynamics and, and stay ahead of the competition. So I would argue that the future of business really is the predictive business. And you need that, mm. that connectivity and insights of, of social and business networks, the, the power and speed of in-memory analytics, and, and the agility and innovation of the cloud um, to uh, be able to be a predictive business. Jorge? Well, I think that uh, – I, I, I do agree, and I think that the um, – the cycle of business is not going to get simpler, and and I agree with with Tim in the, in a way that uh, this is not going to get any any simpler. By the, by the contrary, uh, business uh, by having this technology, uh, business processes and business flows will 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 change dramatically, and will get even even co even complex. Uh, uh, but I also think that. Uh, some companies already are already struggling to go ahead on the next step. Uh, I still don't see that we uh, we have gained or we have entered a stage where it's kind of a commoditized thing. I still see that there are segments where we can we, we can see clearly that 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 happening, but I still see other places where it's not that that mature. Uh, I think at the end we agree. Uh, uh, we both agree that uh, that's the that's the, the that's the way to go. But I would say, well, I'm not sure that we are really uh, into that uh, next stage uh, yet. Tim, always going to have companies on um, <clears throat> various levels of the maturity yeah. curve, right? Yeah. You have your early adopters and uh, you have your laggards. Um, however, what's different today, uh, and I think enabled by this convergence of cloud and mobile and, and social uh, and business networks, is the very fact that 
no longer is being the first mover or no longer is you know um, being the leader um, predicated upon your size of company right now in fact if you look at the companies we talked about before whether it's Kickstarter or Netflix or all these others who are much much smaller than their larger competitors yet they leverage the cloud they leverage mobility. They leverage net, you know, social networks to create entirely new and very disruptive business models that allow them to move forward. So, yes, of course, there are many, many companies, and I would argue many of them are the larger enterprises that have well-established infrastructures and organizational command and control hierarchies that, uh, that prohibit them from moving very quickly to capitalize on this. So, um, <clears throat> while Maybe the majority of the market is is not ready for this today. It is definitely where the market is going, and there are companies that are capitalizing on becoming predictive businesses. Thank you, Tim Minahan. Jorge, you know what? We're just about out of time. Jorge, I'll give you 30 seconds to wrap up. Go. Oh, well, thank you so much for uh, having me. I, I appreciate that uh, being on this call. It's always good to uh, learn more that I, that I can uh, give in, in terms of uh, collaboration. So uh, I think that... Uh, I think that the cloud is is, is uh, no way uh, no no way no no way back. So uh, I think we we should embrace it and 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 do the best with it. I think there's a lot of potential and a lot of new things coming in in the in the next few years. Thank you, Jorge Garcia. Tim Minhan, I'll give you 15 seconds. Wrap for me. Yeah, I think the cloud is all about outcomes, and we're moving to this outcome economy where companies are no longer or people are no longer enamored with technology. They're enamored with getting stuff done, and uh, I think we'll be leveraging the cloud to achieve new outcomes like we couldn't conceive just three years ago. That's very promising. I want to thank my guests, Jeff Kaplan, who was in the first half, Jorge Garcia from Tech, and Tim Minahan from SAP, of course. I have predictions of my own really fast. Join us Thursdays, 1 p.m. Pacific, for Startup Focus with Game Changers. Join us Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific for Biz Buzz with Game Changers. And, of course, we're always here on Wednesdays, 8 a.m. Pacific, for Coffee Break with Game Changers. Thank you to Malcolm Kimberlin, who is a genius who helped set up this special format for us today. And, again, thanks to Jeff, Jorge and Tim for bringing it to fruition. Thank you to Michael and the Business Channel team. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and here's my call to action. I know Jorge and Tim are already ready to do this, and Jeff's probably listening somewhere as well. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Bonnie D. Graham signing off for another edition of Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.